This is Subconscious Mind Mastery, podcast number 153. Thomas Miller back, and I've got a Majana update for you from her own mouth. I am doing great, preparing mentally for this impending surgery and ready to get it on. And that will be early next week, and she's going to do great. Been managing this, as we talked about in the last podcast, just lifestyle and pain medication until we can get in there and fix the problem. All right. Wanted to talk about this particular process that I'm really excited. I hope that this communicates. This was something that came from Amir Zoji's coaching program that I'm doing. It's the year-long program that I'm doing with four other podcast listeners called the OMG program. This was something that I got as I was driving from Colorado back to Texas, dragging a U-Haul through the West Texas desert. And I kind of zoned out on Amir Zoji webinars during that whole trip. And this was buried kind of in part three, I think it was, of one of the webinars. And it was almost it was almost kind of buried in there. And as I was listening to it, I thought, that is some of the best stuff I've ever heard. And I listened to it a couple of times so that I could get the gist of it because it's just not surface stuff. This is not a process that you've really heard before, at least in this presentation. Probably have heard bits and pieces of this, but not like this. So what we're talking about, the, the topic here is when and how do you lose power? And if you feel like you've lost power, how do you get it back? So first of all, let's just think about this from the perspective of do you ever feel like you lose power? Now, Majana, do you what what does that context resonate? How does that resonate or what does that mean to you? Something just isn't going with the ease and grace that I prefer to it. It is a little bit out of control or I can't quite tweak it. Pain meds will do that to you. <laughs> yes, they do. <laughs> pain meds are good at that. <laughs> Yeah, but we're not talking about pain meds. Here are a couple of other questions that you might ask yourself to think about. Is there a power leak in your system? So have are there things that you can't overcome, like repeated issues that you just can't get on top of? You've tried, but you just can't seem to get past it. Procrastination. Maybe it's a social habit, like you want to give up alcohol for a while and you just can't. You want to give up tobacco for a while and you can't. Something like that. It might be something temporary. You may be feeling bombarded and just flat overwhelmed and, you know, for a day or whatever. It doesn't have to be long term. But that would be an example of losing some power. You might feel like you're losing energy in certain situations. Maybe in one area of your life, you have extreme confidence, boldness, power, and then somebody says something or you get around a certain person or you get into a certain environment and just it all just kind of washes out. You lose it. You lose that power. You also might feel like something is consuming you, especially related to thoughts or emotions. So if any or all of those areas are present for you, those are indications of losing power. Those fragmented energies that keep coming back are fragmented thoughts that you give energy to. So there was really a three-part process here that Amir talked about. I especially want to give credit where credit is due because this was really good putting this together. So the first concept, I'm going to call these concepts more than steps. 
The first concept is the concept of space. Now, this got a little bit confusing for Majana, so we want to pick this apart a little bit from both of our perspectives. So to start with, the original teaching, and we're going to modify this slightly, but the original teaching was, if you think about space, infinity is space, right? Absolutely. Our mind is infinite. Yes. We can have an infinite number of thoughts. We are literally an infinite being. If you take parallel universes of self, Fred teaches in that book that you can be you can have infinite realities. Totally believe that. This is a quantum mechanics principle, right? But it was a little bit confusing for you initially. So what did you have to work through on the concept of space? You know, it was the verbiage for me. So Thomas was explaining this to me. And, and when I hear space, I'm thinking either one, physical space, you know, like your room or the space that you require, your personal space, or I can hold space for someone. I can be there and hold them in prayer or in si I can be silent as they are working through things. But the thought of space in my mind did that it just wasn't working and so what i finally came to is the way he uses the term space is the way i use the word attention okay so more like focus right and what i would add to that or extrapolate or expand is that if you think about the infiniteness is that a word <laughs> it is now <laughs> if you think about <laughs> the infinity of your mind and you're giving focus to something, you are occupying a piece of space in that infiniteness, that infinity, to give attention to something. Does that communicate? That communicates. So in that sense, think about something that you're giving attention to, that you are occupying space in the infinity of your mind by giving something, a particular issue, attention. And that amount of attention or space can vary. And that equals how much of that infinity you're giving a particular thing. So how much of a leak, how much of a power leak are we really talking about? A big one that you're giving a lot of attention to? Or maybe it's a smaller one that might even float around and come and go, but it's there and it certainly is a source of a leak of power. And something I think is important to add is remembering that this may or may not be a conscious thought. Keep the subconscious in mind. Absolutely. This could be an old pattern that you thought was buried from years ago, but the fruit of it keeps occupying that space, and it might not even be in your consciousness. So you might have to go digging for this. How do you do that? Through Journaling. <laughs> I'm pointing to a journal. And, huh? Uh, and pain meds. It's a tramadol journal there. <laughs> you start in the back, upside down. <laughs> With eyes. And the other way would be? Um, Meditating. <laughs> oh, this going from bad to worse. <laughs> journaling and meditating would help you get, bring that out. And if those don't, then call a spine surgeon and get some tramadol. 
<laughs> that will do it for sure. You'll know everything that's wrong with you and everybody else. <laughs> or you won't care. That's right. It's like, what? Man. <laughs> All right. So, so the point is here to spend some time reflecting on something that is an ogre in your space, something that is occupying too much of your attention, too much of your focus, and thus taking a piece of your infinity. That is step number one or concept number one. Look at your space. Idealistically, what, what would a Buddhist monk teach here? That your space should be what at all times? Present. Empty and clear. Yeah, wow. right. Nothing there. No space. So that's the first step. Second step or second concept we're going to talk about is control. Now, in that, I pretty much gave you the answer to what Amir probably spent 15 or 20 minutes getting out from the live crowd that he was working with by asking the question, how do you know that you are losing power to something? So now we're drilling in. So the first step is to identify, yes, there is something in your space that is occupying your attention. You can generally put your finger on what it is. But he was saying as part of this second process, how do you know, how do you clearly identify that something is taking your power? It has to do with control. Things we try to control? Exactly. That's it. That's the answer that Amir was saying across the board. If you want to look at where you're losing your power... Look at areas that you try to control. So take just a second. I know this is deep stuff. This is stuff you haven't heard before <laughs> like this. Really cool self-examination here. Look at areas in your life where you are trying to control something. That's the signal that that thing is sucking energy from you. Okay, so you might need to pause this, get a journal out, and write down some areas where you are trying to control something. Go ahead and identify something, actually, before you listen on. Pause if you need to. If something is right there on your mind, you go, oh, yeah, no, I know exactly what that is. But get something in mind before you move on. Okay? Got it? Got something in mind? I've got something in mind. I think so. Okay. To work through this, let's share our examples then. So I'm going to give mine as the one of the first things, probably, I don't know, I think it took me about a week, week and a half before I really kind of broke down. Coming back to Texas, traffic. My old nemesis was still here. <laughs> In fact, it's worse than it was two and a half years ago. So traffic is something that I know I try to control. And mostly, I'm okay when I'm not in some kind of hurry. Like, we've been running around to these doctor's appointments, and bless her heart, Majana's moving a little slow, obviously, in this deep, agonizing pain that she's in. So sometimes we've left with not quite enough time to get there in the allotted amount before the appointment. And having been in the medical bit field and knowing that late patients are kind of the nemesis of what backs up the office... That's Majana adjusting her leg. Go ahead and do what you need I'm to sorry. do. No, 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 no. That's fine. That's you just do that. Take care of that. 
so anyway, just the whole so rattle rap 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 rap. And then what it becomes is, well, you can't pull out when you need to. Or like this afternoon, there's a car that just won't turn right and go ahead and get on with it so we can move on down the road. And then we go up to the next light. And because the car wouldn't turn right, we missed the light turned red and we had to sit there for another four minutes. And so, Thomas's patients were just at their best. Well, you know, and you and I worked through that and talked about releasing and whatnot, and we made it there in time. But the point is, at that moment, I was trying to control. And in your honor, I didn't lay on my horn, which if I was by myself, I would have done. Thank you. Would have moved that thing on. <laughs> we would have gotten on down the road. But uh, traffic is something that I definitely try to control, okay, in that sense. What is yours? I am the taskmaster. Someone recently pointed out I'm very task oriented. So I, I'll make, I have my checklist and I want things checked off at a certain time. And I want to stay, everything has a place. I want it in its place. And um, again, this is a lesson my whole month of July that I had my tasks lined out is no longer valid. Yeah. The universe kind of took that away this year again, but after you've identified this thing that you're trying to control, then the second part B of the second concept around control is that thing is actually controlling you. Correct. And you're losing power around it. When you've seen me upset in traffic, do I have any power? Absolutely not. When you're letting a task consume you, do you have any power in that moment? No, I have a lot of frustration. Why? Because we're trying to control something, and in reality, the boomerang effect has already taken place, and it is controlling us. Right. Okay, you got this? I know this is some, this is some crazy wild stuff. We'll review it at the end, but capture the point. Where are you giving attention? Part of your infinity is escaping. Where? An area that you are trying to control. And once you're aware of this, it is truly amazing how liberating it is to realize, oh, I'm, I'm losing this control. Stop, breathe, and let it go. Come back to the present. And it truly is very liberating. Yeah. I mean, this is life-changing stuff. This will, you talk about reprogramming your subconscious and you were talking about that some of these things might be subconscious that we're not just can't consciously pull it out of the air. Here is a way to identify and change subconscious programs. This is perfect. Or it might just be a big ogre-like traffic that every time you get in your vehicle and you pull out that there's something there as an obstacle you go, you know, and here's this recurring pattern that you can't get victory over. There is the control. And if and there's a third step here that let's talk about right now, actually. That's a great segue into concept number three. And this one literally, I mean, I just was blown away when I heard him say this. What do we do to release this control and get our power back? Again, kind of a two-step phase here. Number one, go inside. The answer is within. So don't look to external sources. You don't need to buy another book. You don't need to go on Amazon. You don't need to sign up for a seminar. 
You don't need to, I'm going to say, don't need to join a support group. The answer is inside of you. And you know what that feels like for me? Two words, kind, if you're being kind and peaceful. That's my heart check. And you may have your own, but go inside. So are you saying, Majana, that when you feel kind and peaceful, that you know that you've connected inside? Yes, and I've connected with others. Okay, so that for you is, see, I would I would feel that connection on the hiking trail in Colorado. I would just know. I would just, I mean, like almost instantly get in the zone and know that I was in the zone. So you're talking about that being there for you. Right. Especially if I'm dealing with other people. That's, you know, that's the kindness. <laughs> okay. So, yeah, then not honking at that lady was a good thing to do. <laughs> Very good thing. <laughs> All right. So the first thing is go inside. The second is ask yourself, what does intuition say about this? And then let that intuitive answer to the control question or how do I get my power back is really the question that you're presenting to the universe. You go inside with that. You connect. You let intuition. You let your inside feelings bubble up and give you the answer. There is a great video by Fred Dodson on YouTube called Intuitive Manifesting. If you haven't watched that, I would really encourage you. I think it's about 15 minutes, and it is great. That Really, the technique that I'm using and focusing on right now of talking about how to get that intuitive voice up and out. So if you've had a struggle with that or maybe come from the perspective that intuition doesn't speak to me, I would just eliminate that conversation, and I would reframe that to say intuition is speaking I am in the process of getting my ears more attuned to it, and Fred's video has a great technique of how to do it. And I'll just refer you over to there, watch that video, and start to practice it. It's a great technique to listen for intuition, and you can use it in this process if uh, you're having a hard time getting that intuitive prompt. But what? why I fell out of the chair, I didn't fall out of the chair because I was driving down the road, but why, <laughs> why that was just such a blow away for me is most of this stuff, you know, when I kind of changed everything about 10 or 11 years ago, I kind of had to wipe the board clean, as I've said. I had to throw out a bunch of old belief systems, and I started to rebuild a belief system that worked for me. And I did that on my own. I did that without the assistance of anybody else, without the input of anybody else. I didn't want anybody else's input, so I didn't go looking for the next guru. The person who has had the biggest voice for me is Fred Dodson, simply because I love the material and I love the way he teaches. But ex-Fred, all of this stuff was by pure observation and just using the anvil of my own life to try it and prove it. So when I came up with... The last six months or so, the mantra of my of everything I'm doing is that the answers are within. So the more clearly we can go within, the more clearly we get these kinds of answers. I'm driving down the road in West Texas, and Amir says, the answers are within. If you want to know the answer, go within. And that's how you get your power back. You know, we've talked about my connection with angels um, on a couple occasions, but that was one thing. Once I really connected with the angels and became a, probably a little too reliant upon them for assistance, 
That is what they told me repeatedly was stop and listen. Go within. Repeatedly. And they would give me backup while I, you know, gained that confidence in myself. But you have all, you have everything you need. Anything external, it's a tool. It's just a tool to help you confirm what you already know. And I'll tell you, if you are working with a coach who is not telling you to go within for the answers, I would terminate that relationship. If you are in a teaching system, maybe it's a church or some kind of organized methodology that is not telling you to go find the answers inside, I would purge that system from my life. If there's anything, you know, I mean, you get to, like Amir says, he doesn't buy any books. He doesn't go to any seminars. Now, I I wouldn't take it that far for myself because I love learning and vast knowledge and expression of human beings all over the world can give you such a wonderful perspective on new ideas and new concepts. But the answers to your issues, the answers to your problems, the answers to getting your power back are all inside. You know, here in the Western culture, that is just the opposite of what we're taught from elementary school on up. Unfortunately, most of the schools are still pretty industrialized revolution, traditional schools where rote memory reigns, do what I say, do it exactly the way I show you, and don't question. And then they throw around that, oh yeah, we're teaching higher order thinking skills, but not so much. Only think higher when I ask you to and about what I ask you to. So this is very counterintuitive for a lot of our culture, and it takes practice, and it takes self-confidence, but it's really, really important, and um, I would strongly encourage you, and even your kids, think outside the box. Question everything. Well, and that's why a lot of people say that they can't hear that intuitive voice. Right. You're not used to listening to it. Really challenged to have it come up and out. You just have to keep going. You have to come from the presumption that that voice is there. Like, what, a couple of podcasts ago toward the end when Fred started talking about, it's the Atlantis podcast, but toward the end, Fred started talking about how do you hear intuitive voices. And he's like, you know, we all have it. We all have it. It is born into us. It's like tonsils. You may have had yours out, (laughs) (laughs) but uh, you have not had an, I'm trying to think of the word here, an intuitionectomy. (laughs) You have not had your intuition taken out. So change the conversation to that you are going to find it. And, you know, if you have kids or you have the opportunity to be around them, please listen to them. It is amazing what wisdom they have, because especially the young ones prior to four or five years old, they've not disconnected from that. So when they're talking to you about an imaginary friend or they tell you they saw angels or God or whatever, don't blow them off. I mean, there's a real good chance. I mean, my money would be that they're they're telling you the truth. And they have a whole lot of wisdom that we have as well, and we have just kind of pushed it aside and forgotten about it. You know, the audiobook Lives of the Soul, we talked about that at length. So if you're interested in that, pick up Lives of the Soul, and Fred talks about the soul coming back into the body, reacquainting with the body, and then being in kind of inside and outside and around, and that reconnection process is where that openness comes from. Great point, even on Tramadol. She's still got it. So let's kind of summarize this up. So how do you get your power back? 
Step number one, identify areas where you feel you're losing power. Where are you giving your attention or space to something? Second, identify areas where you're trying to control something and realize that that thing that you're trying to control is the issue where the leak is. That's where you're losing power because it is controlling you. And then third, spend some time meditating, journaling, and listening to intuition. It will tell you the answer to the question of what to do to get your power back. And that process, if you do it over and over and over, will completely transform your life. And Majana and I would love to hear some stories of how this works out in your own journey. So send an email to thomas at subconsciousmindmastery.com or post your story in the Facebook group, Subconscious Mind Mastery Listeners on Facebook. We'd love to hear from you. And if Thomas doesn't show up on Facebook, I will. Would love to hear from you. Thanks. (laughs) Gee, that's never a problem, is it? (laughs) (laughs) Never. Enjoy your journey. The opinions on this podcast are those of the host based on personal experience only and are not intended as medical or psychological advice. If you are experiencing symptoms that require professional treatment, please contact a licensed medical practitioner. The stories and opinions expressed on this podcast are independently those of the host and guests and are not intended to be taken as medical advice or to replace medical care from a licensed professional when appropriate.